This podcast is a publication of the Engineering Management Institute, where we are committed to building professional development systems, including project management and people leadership programs that support the growth of engineers and their firms. Download our AE Industry Trends Report for insights on the great resignation, remote work productivity, and people-centric cultures. To get your copy, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Today I'm delighted to have Sam Lamontanero. He's a professional engineer and he's the Director of Engineering at Offgang Architects LLC. He's joining us to discuss internship programs tailored for young engineers. We'll delve into the exciting opportunities these programs offer and how they equip aspiring engineers to conquer real-world challenges in the industry. Additionally, for those contemplating fieldwork, we'll explore the significant benefits young engineers can derive from hands-on experience and how it fosters their professional growth. I'm your host, Jeff Perry. You can find more information on me at jeff-perry.com. I'm an author and leadership and career expert, and this is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast brought to you by EMI. This is the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. Now it's time to jump into the main segment of our episode. I have the pleasure to have with me today, Sam Lamontanero. He's the Director of Engineering at Offgang Architects, LLC. Sam, so excited to have you here on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. Let's get to know you a little bit here, Sam. We want to hear a little bit with our audience about what your role is at Offgang and what led you to get into engineering in the first place. So here at Offgang, I'm the Director of Engineering. My role on a day-to-day basis, we work with developers, guiding projects to sustainability, whether or not we are the engineers of record on that particular project, whether we're doing the design or not. We try to work early stages with projects and developers to kind of come up with a game plan going forward to have that really super efficient system and, and kind of tailor it to what their needs are, what their budgetary constraints are. We're here to sometimes be a, a second set of eyes on a design that was already done to do a little cost analysis, a little budgeting, but you know we're here to help guide other people's designs and help keep, keep things on budget and, and efficient. Now, we were talking just a little bit before we started recording about some of the great things you and the team are doing as far as your internship program. And my understanding is Offgang is really known for its great internship program. Can you give us a little bit about of an overview of what that program looks like? What makes it a success for young engineers who are coming in for the summer and trying to have a good experience. First, I'm going to give you a very successful story and then we'll go into kind of, you know, philosophy here, but the owner of Offgang, Ariel Offgang started off here as an intern. So he was an intern, even while he was back in school, he always maintained contact with the firm, came back in the summers, but during the school year, maintained contact where, you know, he would do some stuff directly from school out of school, came to work here, worked his way through the ranks, and now he is the owner of the company. So that's you know a pretty good uh, intern story. One of our focus of our interns here is you know we love to have our interns maintain contact and then hire them after college. We cultivate these long-term relationships. We really try to take the time with each of our interns with field work. They work alongside of project architects, project engineers, 
interdisciplinary work, you know, and we like to spend a lot of time, try to get a lot of knowledge in them and, and really try to get their knowledge base up. And then we will maintain those relationships as they go to school. We look to, as we grow and expand our firm, you know, we like having those people that you know, were already in our office and we've established some time and, and effort into them and it pays off. We have quite a few people in this office who started as interns. I think that's really uh, the best way to cultivate those long-term employees is, you know, you start early, they understand how you like to operate. They understand the culture of your office. They go back to school as, you know, the things that they've learned here, they can kind of go back to school and and they constantly have that in their mind and they can kind of augment their uh, education with what they've learned here and, and vice versa. And hopefully, you know, when it's time to get out into the real world, they come here, they come back. How many interns do you usually bring in for a summer? Usually we look anywhere four to five interns. If you get too many, it's hard to keep them with a senior level. You know, we like to have them really at the hip of a senior level employee. I think that's where you gain the most benefit. I will tell you, one of my interns, I have him sitting, uh, you know, I've got a, a pretty big area and I've got him a matter of five feet from me. I want to have him his point right there with everything that we do, trying to keep him as engaged as possible. It's easy for me to kind of oversee and really kind of almost look over his shoulder and we can kind of go over every aspect of design as he's doing it. It's a great way to have them with the senior level people who've got that world experience. Mentorship that happens during the experience is so critical. And my internship experiences and, and anyone who I've heard who's had a really good internship experience. And so let's talk perhaps those who are, there might be some listening who, especially people who are in school or young professionals who hear about internships, they know that they're important uh, maybe to get some experience and whatnot, but they don't really know exactly what to expect from the experience. What do you think they can do to understand like why are internships so critical for the intern? What can it really do to accelerate their progress and their understanding beyond just the work that they're doing in school or whatnot? It is paramount to do some type of a an internship, you know, an internship is where you take your knowledge and the things that you learn in school and you put them to that practical sense. We all go to school. We're all very, very smart. We come out and, you know, we're machines, but we don't have that practical sense. And it's not until you apply those items in the practical sense of whatever, if you're a mechanical into a, a real HVAC system, you know, the formulas, you know, or if it's a stormwater system, you know how to calculate runoff and gravity flow. But until you get into that real practical sense where you're seeing the practical application, it really makes things concrete and, and you solidify those things. So in the internship, we're working in real buildings, buildings that you will be able to walk through. You will be able to you know physically touch and smell. And it, it is a very big difference to take what we've learned in school and the practical sense and then what's great is you will see the tools that we use, whether it's, uh, you know, BIM, AutoCAD, Revit programs, you'll be able to see those programs. And now you can kind of tailor what you're doing in school. If you see a class that has those programs that we use out in the real world, you could say, hey, you know, that's, I think, a real practical program. I know that's going to have good practical application when I get out of school. So one feeds the other where you can see that practical sense and you can kind of tailor your education a little bit more to the practical stuff you see on in an internship. And that's fantastic where you're being able to 
connect the things you're learning to, hey, here's how we actually apply this. I think of it also, from my experience, as an opportunity to test drive a few things, you know, a, a particular industry type of work, certainly a company. I did a couple internships when I was in my undergrad, neither of which did I end up working for that company or even in that particular industry or type of work, but they still fed experiences that helped me grow later and and provide some context that I still think about a lot today, even like years and years later. And so it's this opportunity to test drive. And if you don't like something, that's totally okay. That means you, you know, no harm done. You still take what you learn from that and you can apply it in a different situation, company or particular angle of the industry. And that's totally fine. I think you really hit that one because you get to take that test drive in an industry. You know, I think I like to work on building systems or you get there and, and you can really get your feet wet. You can see if that's what you enjoy doing on a day-to-day basis. Let's be honest, you, you get out of school, you're hoping you're going to be in an industry for the next 30 or so years, 30 plus years, and see if that is what you want to do. So one of the things I thought was really exciting that you're talking about, like, hey, the things that you, Afgang, are working on are physical things, your buildings that exist and things that go into the built environment. And so there's some opportunities there for field work, right? To go not just into the design, we're looking at using the software and how do we design or do the calculations, whatever, but actually going and engaging, doing hands-on work, seeing how these things are applied, right? So how do you think that enhances the experience for interns to really see, hey, I'm, I'm doing this work, but this is how it actually gets into play in the real world? One of the things that is real important is integrating with the internship is field work to get that that practical sense of what we do do. So one of the interesting things, I had one of my interns, we have an existing building and it's a 13-story building and we're designing a new standpipe and sprinkler system. So you take it from paper and then we get to go out to the field. We got to walk the building and you physically get to see you know, those lines and circles you were putting on the paper and now you're seeing six-inch pipe you're seeing large fittings, large valves, and you get a sense of these systems and, and the components that go into these systems. And, you know, they're not just symbols on paper. So field work and going out and seeing that it's not lines and circles. These lines and circles represent things that are much larger. They have weight. They have mass. People have to physically carry them in, strap them up. That's a really big thing. And that's where that practicality comes in. So you're not just a very smart person who came out of college. You need to be that as well, but you need to have a little of that practical side, spend time at the field so you can see those things that you design. And it really translates, I think, into the design because after you've seen it, when you come by back to the computer, you might draw it a little bit differently now that you've seen it. And I think that's super important. And, and you know, and in the internship, when you see those things early on and you have that practical sense, now when you're maybe in a fluids class, and now you've seen those pumps that we're talking about, a double suction pump, but you know, whatever the piece of equipment is, you might view it a little bit differently and just, again, a, a more practical, more worldly, uh, you know, 10,000 foot view on that. And probably all sorts of instances where you got the design and the drawing there, and then you get to the site and like, things aren't exactly drawn. And so like dealing with, okay, we have this conceptual idea, but then how do we actually get that implemented? And it's part of the engineer's world, right? Like it's it's the realities that you're dealing with. There's something there that you didn't expect and you need to deal with it. You can make anything fit on paper, typically. 
And now, you know, as the software has evolved, where we're using Revit, you know, mechanical desktop, where you're actually doing coordination and it's not just 2D, you're actually drawing things in 3D. So you're coordinating with building structure and things change quite a bit when you look at it on that uh, in, in different program platforms. So seeing that those platforms exist, those different programs, Civil 3D, where you're calculating all your slopes and your runoff rates and and you're physically seeing it on these programs through hydrographs and it makes a very big difference, you know, when you have a practical sense of these things and how really big is a, a 12 inch piece of pipe, a 16 inch piece of pipe. It changes quite a bit when you physically see them, how you'd maybe design something. Sam, I want to get this staying on this kind of practical side of things. Maybe you can give us some examples of some of the projects that you have worked on, especially with interns and some of the ways that they've been able to contribute to those projects and help them contribute to their professional growth as they've done that. So maybe if there's projects that people would, would know about or just things that you think are really good representations of the opportunities to take the conceptual ideas and put it into practice in a real project. The first building that I was, again, touching on was a 13-story renovation where my intern has, he's designed uh, plumbing systems. He's done uh, sanitary waste and vent. He's designed the domestic water booster pump system. He sized the fire pump for the standpipes and sprinkler systems. And these are all real world systems that he's done. Another project that we're working on that the interns are spending quite a bit of time on here in New York City, we're doing uh, New York City Housing Authority and they're doing uh, major renovations throughout city. So we are going in, we're taking the interns down and we're looking at the existing systems. So we're doing conditions reports. We're looking to see what existing systems are there. And, you know, and then we're kind of coming up with uh, a plan on how we're going to upgrade these systems. So we're really kind of getting into the nuts and bolts of these buildings. And we're doing everything from the architecture. We're doing all the, the piping in the walls. We are doing some outside uh, civil work. So we're taking those systems straight through the building. We're doing uh, conditions reports. We're getting condition reports for the sewers leaving. So we're going from all through the building right to the municipal services. We're upgrading electrical. In some instances, we're upgrading water. We're upgrading sanitary and storm connections. They're getting the benefit of seeing every single system, how they're interconnected, how the architecture and the engineering play, how the civil side, stormwater plays every system in a building. They're getting the opportunity to look at with these large renovation jobs that we're doing. People who are going into internships, you know, they might feel excited about, hey, I'm working on real world stuff, but I might be concerned like, oh, I'm just an intern and I'm going to be designing this stuff. How do you do those checks and balances? You're talking about having senior engineers being mentors, and I'm sure there are professional engineers on the job. How do you help give the autonomy for the engineers, but also make sure from a quality standpoint that the work they're doing is checked off in, in all the right ways for the final delivery? Maintaining quality control. You know, we have levels of checking that we do at Offgang where, you know, it gets done at a, and I'm going to call it a lower level, uh, you know, not at a senior level. And it goes up the chain. And then we have, before drawings go out the door, it goes through a very thorough senior level check where every page is scrutinized, every detail, every note is scrutinized. But a lot of that is typically washed 
because they are working alongside, you know, in a, a senior level engineer or architect. We try to keep it on the rails. So you have that interaction. It, it's constant. It's, you know, we don't send them on their way and check in on them weekly. You have to do that. And I will tell you when we're sitting down with an intern, I'm not treating them like an intern. Nobody is. They are future engineers and that's how they're getting treated. They're getting treated professionally. And I want them to understand what a professional environment is. We're holding them to deadlines because that's real world. And in college, you know, you certainly have quite a few deadlines when you're taking tests, but now we're maintaining that level here. You know, this is a real world experience, but uh, like anything else, any engineer, and when they design a system, it is going to go through a series of checks with upper level engineers to make sure that that system design was done correctly. But prior to them sitting down at the computer, you know, we're going to discuss the system. We're going to lay a roadmap out of what we need to see. Typically, you will take a project that you know was done correctly. You want to under, you know, show them what it should look like. You want to explain every aspect of that so they have an understanding before they they get going. Again, you have to stay with them, make sure they're actually understanding it. Don't let them fall into the weeds. And like anything else, it's got to be checked before it goes out the door. We're not just checking intern work. We're checking everybody's work. That's just part of the process. Right. And they are professional. When they come here, they are professionals. I, I, you know, I don't view them as an intern. We understand they're interns. They're engineers at this point, and we are using them that way. So I want to zoom out just a little bit more here, Sam, and think about the projects you're doing and the impact they're having on the community. And obviously the world is trying to move towards more sustainable, eco-friendly practices and the built environment and the projects you're doing. So from your perspective, how are you as a firm and how can engineers generally try and incorporate the environmental consideration in the projects that they're working on? The big push now is for the decarbonization. That is, you know, one of the big buzzwords in major cities and here in, in the New York City market. Electrification is what we are striving for. So we are using the newer technologies that we have, sustainable in sources of energy, such as photovoltaic. But, you know, integrating everything from a good building envelope, windows and walls, opaque surfaces and, and glass, we're trying to cut down on infiltration. And then we're trying to put inside that envelope a really, really good efficient system with high efficiency, you know, heat pump, uh, cold climate heat pumps here in New York City. We have here at, at Offgang Weekly, every Friday, uh, vendors come in and we will sit down with new technologies it's it, it runs the gambit on on you know every it could be something different it could be a mechanical system it could be a wall system it could be a window it could be you know they just there's no plumbing fixtures but it's every week we have a class and it's great for the licensed professionals there is educational credits but it is a knowledge venture for an hour every friday the interns they they join those classes as well subsequent to that we have constant vendors coming in. Next week, I've got two scheduled vendors to come in. The interns will sit and they will listen to these technologies as, as we're learning these new things to try to integrate into buildings. And so it is a constant education, both for senior level, mid-level, and for the interns. You know, we're all trying to gain these this knowledge as we go forward and, and try to limit the amount of energy or reduce the amount of energy that we use. So it's constant education, but we're all doing it. Ever a 
thing to grow and learn more about what are the new systems, new technologies you can use, and then trying to hone the, the skills. And obviously, every time you got to look at how do you fit that into the project and what the needs are in the end for the clients and the building and, and the community around. So absolutely. And that has to do, right, budget is always a concern. You can't just throw everything, all those great things that we find. It is that that marriage between budget and, you know, energy conscientiousness. And you kind of try to fit all that together and, and match, you know, get your client needs. Uh, that's number one. That's who pays us. So we try to integrate all of those things together. And, and you know, sometimes we get to use some of those great things that sometimes you stumble on, on YouTube or, you know, on the computer. You find certain technologies, you do a little bit of your own uh, investigative work, and sometimes you get to use those items that you find. So education, you never know where you're going to find one of those cool new technologies. Well, Sam, this has been such a fun conversation here. At this point, we're actually going to transition into the Take Action Today segment of the show, where when we come back, we'll get one final piece of actionable advice from Sam. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. Sam, we've talked a whole lot about engineering and environmental considerations and building projects and everything, but we've got a lot of young engineers who are just starting their careers or looking for internships. What advice would you say for them to do as they're starting their careers and trying to grow in an effective way? I think it's important to put yourself out there and really try to make as many professional contacts as you can you can't limit yourself. You have to be a little bit aggressive and try to find that fit for you. Maybe the first internship doesn't work. You find another company, another industry, but you have to get out there. You have to go to your job fairs. You have to put those resumes out and you have to talk to people and really see where you want to fit in. Sam, if people are interested in connecting with you or Offgang or learning more about some of the cool projects you're working on, where would you point them to find out more information? Real simple. You can go to offgang.com. You can see our company profiles, uh, all our contact information. That's a resource you can come in. You can look for, uh, you know, if you're possible internship, you can apply for that. I would tell you, uh, like anything, apply early, whether it's here or anywhere else. You want to get on that list because every year uh, there's always quite a few applicants. So you want to do these things real early. That's probably uh, the number one piece of advice actually take from this. Do things early because there is a limited number of companies that uh, have availabilities. So you want to get your name on those lists. Thanks again for a great conversation. Wish you and the team at Offgang nothing but continued success and uh, hope to stay connected here and provide more value for the industry. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, Jeff. I, I had a good time. It was a good conversation and uh, thank you for the opportunity. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, and questions. You can go to engineeringmadeintoitinstitute.org where you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in the episode as well as links to any of the resources or websites that we mentioned during the episode. And don't forget to check out any upcoming live webinars for this month at the website as well. Additionally, for any engineers who feel like they need extra help taking the next career step or finding clarity in their careers, I've created some free training resources with an opportunity to join a more intensive program called the Engineering Career Accelerator. You can find more information at engineeringcareeraccelerator.com or you can go grab my career clarity checklist found at www.engineeringcareeraccelerator.com slash career clarity. 
Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering endeavors. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to download the latest version of our AE Industry Trends Report to get answers to the questions that you want to ask your staff, but you may be afraid to do so. How long will the great resignation last? How long should you allow employees to work remotely? And how are successful firms using data to grow sustainably for the long term? You can learn the answers to these questions and more by downloading the report at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org.